Welcome to the Global Medical Device Podcast, where today's brightest minds in the medical device industry go to get their most useful and actionable insider knowledge, direct from some of the world's leading medical device experts and companies. If you're a medical device professional, what does your EQMS, what's it doing for you? If it's paper-based, I can tell you what it's not doing, and that's helping you accelerate the delivery of your life-changing medical devices to patients who need them most. Paper-based quality management system sounds almost like an oxymoron. How is your QA team going to achieve true quality if they're still chasing engineers for signatures or searching for the needle in a stack of papers? Greenlight Guru is the only quality product development platform designed to support medical device companies throughout their commercialization journey. That's because we're from the medical device industry ourselves. If you're looking to deliver high-quality, life-saving devices to market on an average of three times faster, contact Greenlight Guru today to start the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Etienne Nichols. I'm the host of today's episode. In today's episode, Maxime Roshan, Taylor Brown, and I got to speak on the topic of supplier management and how oftentimes companies take these relationships for granted when in reality, how you manage your suppliers directly impacts your supply chain, which kind of seems obvious when you put it like that. Maxime and Taylor have actually worked in the vendor-vendee relationship together, so this was a really fun conversation. We covered a lot of ground, talked about things like some of the reasons you should always be working to build those supplier relationships. It's called digging the well before you're thirsty. Best practices for supplier relationships. How do some of the best companies in the world relate to their vendors? What do those relationships look like? And then third, how do you choose suppliers that will work with you even if you're low volume, as is the case with uh, most medical device companies? Maxime Roshan is the Director of Quality Assurance and Clinical Affairs for Puzzle Medical, where they're working on a class three device. He has a ton of experience in both the supplier quality management and the clinical relationships. So he's an excellent resource in, in this regard. Taylor Brown is a medical device guru, as well as being the manager of onboarding and implementation for Greenlight Guru, where she has worked with, I'm not exactly sure how many companies, she didn't give me an exact number, but I believe it's over 100 and less than 300. So, but she's helped them build out and establish their quality management system. She is the OG. She is the original guru. She knows how to handle these different relationships. Maxime and Taylor have actually worked, as I mentioned before, in the Vendee relationship together. They're also both people that you would want to hang out with in real life if you actually met them. So this is a really fun conversation. We hope you enjoyed this episode with Max and Taylor on the human side of supplier management. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Global Medical Device Podcast. Today, I get to speak with the Director of Quality and Clinical Affairs at Puzzle Medical, Maxime Roshan. And... Yep. Uh, also, Taylor Brown, a medical device guru here at Greenlight Guru. And the topic we want to talk about today is the human side of supplier management. So, but before we get into today's topic, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Max? Fine. Uh, very good year. You know, we're um, based in Montreal. So uh, during this time of the year, there's uh, like we, we can see the snow from the window, the, the same height almost. So it's good for the, we're in the skiing season. It's very good. Oh man, I've got a snowboarding session coming up in a week or two. I think I'm going to Denver, so I am so oh, excited nice. to be right there with you. Maybe I need to come to Montreal though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Taylor, how are you doing today? I am good. I've never done any snow sports, so you guys can leave me out of the <laughs> trip. I'll go to the ski lodge and I'll drink hot chocolate. Yeah, the the after ski is the the greatest part. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, as long as you're there, it's totally fine. You yeah, don't actually have to be on the slides. The vibes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just for the audience awareness, just so how you know we know each other, Maxim works at Puzzle Medical, which actually uses Greenlight Guru. So we work at Greenlight Guru. And so the reason we got uh, on this topic was we were just thinking about the relationships that we have with customers and vendors. And per our 2022 State of the Industry Medical Device Report, one of the benchmark studies that we did, where we interviewed over 500 customers or 500 medical device professionals, different companies, one of the things that we saw was supplier management was one of the, the big ticket items, one of the difficulties and now that we're working on the next industry state of report for uh, 2023, it's another big ticket item. Supplier management is always one of the top of the list, one of the most difficult things to really get your arms around since the pandemic. But when I see some of our relationships with vendors or suppliers, you guys just come to mind. So I don't know. I just want to maybe open the topic and, and see what you guys, uh, any recommendations or how you actually employ that human side, or is it a competitive advantage in your company? What do you guys think? I can kick us off here. I think from our perspective, and I'm on the Greenlight Guru side, obviously. So I am Max's supplier. Max can show up and audit us at any minute and he'd be welcome, <laughs> obviously. But I'm you know, representing the EQMS side of things. So when Max's company puzzle got a contract written up with us and came on board, uh, I was one of the first faces that uh, welcomed the team and, and certainly Max to the Greenlight Guru family. And I think just you know, whatever word you want, family or friendships, or just remembering that it's a person on the other side, like Max has his own interests. He is excited for the EQMS. I hope, I hope you are Max. You can, you can correct. Yeah, I, I still am after two years. <laughs> but just knowing that Max has his own objectives, his own goals in mind, and just showing him that I am also a person and I want him to be successful as well. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know, like, when you you remember that there are people on both sides, it's easier to create bonds, and these bonds would lead you to uh, like be part of the other company and feel like their challenges are also yours. So it's just beneficial for both sides to to move faster when it's not just a business trans transaction, but also you you create bond. And even after two years, we can say. Uh, for, for us at least, but uh, friendship, like, like you said, and it should be the same, you know, th this is the case for the EQMS supplier, uh, Greenlight Guru, but like it should be the same for all the suppliers because even let's say for our hardware or prototyping mm -hmm. uh, some components, if you, you have created a good relationship with them, they will just be more inclined to help you to innovate faster and, you know, do iteration and stuff like that. They, they will feel like an extension of your company. It's almost as if you need a person who is outgoing in that position in whether it's purchasing or supplier management, because when I, I look back on my time as a manufacturing engineer. And I remember one time we had, we were short on a certain amount of components and I went to Sharon Cardarelli. I always brought chocolate. And I said, Sharon, is there any way we could get some components in here tomorrow? She's like, are you kidding me? So she call up her friend who do her a favor and maybe we get something going there. So obviously you have to have those quality agreements in place and so forth and so on. But just to reiterate what Taylor said, it's people that you work with at the end of the day. So another question though. So that's some of the pros and maybe maybe there are additional pros. What about the cons of knowing the people? Because I can't help but flip the flip the script a little bit. And I think to myself, okay, but what if I don't know them? Could I be a little bit more, you know, 
if things don't work out, you know, I can cut the, cut the cord and all these other things in different ways. Are there any things that you ever see as like, well, sometimes I wish I didn't know a person. I don't want to put you in a weird spot, but, or vice versa, or is that even true? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Oh no. Did I saw, uh, I don't know, on Instagram or Buzzfeed or something that you can hire a Karen to like be your customer service representative. Like the Karens of the world will not have any jobs at that point. You know, so that's an aside that we can cover that on another topic. I'm trying to think of any downsides, but I mean, maybe from like my own productivity, like if I see Max's name come through, I'm like, oh, well, I, I mean, I wonder what Max is up to. So maybe that hurts, but Max, that still helps you. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, maybe I would say so far, the only downside was um, because we had so much fun in the uh, after dark party at the, the quality <laughs> summit last year, like the, the day after it was kind of hard, but uh, yeah, for, for us, I don't see any downside, but in, in, in general, I, I would say like you need people who can be both like friendly and stuff like that, but keep their profit professionalism also at the same time. Cause you know, at, at the end of the day, we, we still need to uh, achieve goals and stuff like that, but it's not that hard to, to merge uh, these two behavior together. That's, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think, I think though it's more difficult. Like I'm thinking of suppliers that I worked with in my past, you know, I was at a distribution center and I was on the quality auditing side. So we went to a lot of suppliers and I filled out many a supplier assessment form in my life. I'm thinking about like Uline and Office Max. Like I don't have relationships with them, but at the end of the day, they were supplying me tape and boxes. So maybe there's a, a chart or a table we could create, you know, how personalized is the product versus how many personalized touch. And that's why I love being in the software as a service business, because mm. you get to have both. You don't have to pick. You don't have to pick. That's a really good it's point. A, yeah. Go ahead, Max. Well, ju- just to, to add on this, it, it, I think it's related to the frequency of uh, exchanges mm-hmm. you, you, you have to have with the, the supplier. So let's say I'm speaking with, it, it's like working with a teammate or someone. It, if I'm speaking uh, with them each day, well, the, the relationship is more important than if, if it's just ordering a table, which are are, are still very important. Uh, we we bought a lot uh, from you, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I can see each department maybe having a different relationship with a different supplier. Like, of course, maybe your quality and regulatory professionals might have a better relationship with your EQMS versus your R&D and product development engineers maybe with their SolidWorks or, or their CAD modeling software representatives and so forth. So that makes a lot of sense. So trying to think of a, another question around this though, what are some of the, what are some of the ways in the early days, like how did you establish that human connection with, you know, what ordinarily we would look at as simply a professional, uh, professional relationship. Are there any tips or tricks you can recommend? I I can start. I mean, from the green light guru side, and I tried to do this in my past with, you know, other suppliers as well, but understanding, I think it just has to start with understanding the goal. What is, what is the priority for this person that I'm working with, for this company that I'm working with? Because when you walk in on an audit or the first call, that's probably the only thing you have in common at that point. You know, I know Puzzle Medical wants an EQMS. 
great. Tell me more. What are they working towards? So I love um, seeing our new customers come in and I immediately go research their product and just see how can I relate to this? Or I'll go stalk them on LinkedIn and say, oh, well, this person you know, went to DePaul University in Indiana. That's a connection right there that I can make. So understanding what business goals you have in common, and then also digging a little deeper when you meet the person to see what else you can do to establish that connection. Yeah, be, being uh, accountable for what you committed to also. like uh, yeah. So, you know, let's say at the beginning, you know, there's the onboarding um, experience with, with Greenlight. So if we, we share our goal with them and then like it's like their actions are not aligned with what we want, uh, it's harder to create a good relationship afterward. And, you know, it's something like, very uh, in French, it's uh, subtle, subtle. But yeah, I, so, sorry for everyone. Uh, I'm, uh, English is my second language, but you're ahead of all of us. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just taking a few minutes to to being vulnerable, let's say, or you know, speaking about the difficulties, not not always painting the uh, something like a, a, the best scenario. And also sharing uh, personal stuff, uh, just to to learn to know uh, each other, each other better. It's always easier than to create a real bond uh, with people. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, just going back to the title that we kind of have self-selected, the human side of supplier management, remembering it's a person and being willing to be a person back. I, mm-hmm. I guess is kind of what you're saying. Right. Yeah. What are the some of the things that you think Taylor did especially well? Anything stand out since you guys have been working together for a few years? Maybe we'll yeah. kick her off the call for a minute. But <laughs> no, but I mean the so Taylor and Madison. Also, I need to to give her a shout out. Absolutely. But like, yeah, the the energy at the beginning that you you shared with us. You know, it was even without words. It was very easy to feel that you wanted to help us for real, and that like our challenger uh, challenges. Sorry were also yours, mm-hmm. um, that it was very, very easy to um, to create the bond. And also, you know, if, every time I had question uh, at the beginning and even still uh, today, uh, we we always learn. But um, like you, you're always answering with like great detailed answer that I know you, you took the time to really like read and understand and gather the information to, to, to like... To, to have the, the right answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe to put a little bit more context, just specific medtech specific side of this, uh, Taylor, I know you've done a lot of supplier quality, whether it's audits or assessments. Yep. Um, you mentioned that as well. What are some uh, best practice tips that you can give companies that are are building or maybe starting out at the very beginning, those relationships? From maybe even from a technical side. Yeah, I think, Max, you kind of said it, but just being very clear about if I'm looking for a supplier, what is that supplier going to do for me specifically? I can't go pick a supplier off the street and hope it works out because it's probably not going to work out at that point. So um, as fun as it sounds, as painful as it sounds, sitting down and just like you were designing a medical device, coming up with your requirements for that supplier. They need to have X service within Y amount of time and just being very specific on what your parameters are. And then I mean, it's like going to buy anything, shop around a little bit, um, see 
what reviews in some cases a company has. I know, you know, working in medical device, it's a little different, but, you know, if you are going through a consultant service, seeing what kind of customers they've worked in the past and are those customers successful, something like that. Uh, there's a lot of trust with supplier relationships and, and we may get into that more, but uh, again, if you know what specifics you want from the supplier, being very upfront and honest with them that this is what we're trying to do. Can you do it? And that's where, you know, audits and assessments and all that kick in as well. Yeah. Yeah. And j- just as a, as a startup also, you, you might, um, talk with some suppliers at the beginning that will not really take you seriously, or you know they 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 will think like the um, the quantity you you need to build is not enough and stuff like that. But it, it's part of the game, and you know you you just have to pivot like fast and find another supplier who can build the same uh, the same uh, components, or if it's a uh, of like we can offer the same service and you you know at the end you you will find one who's willing to help uh, startups and uh, innovations so just don't lose too much energy on the on the the nose at the beginning yeah that's a good point and i think medical device companies don't always get that encouragement but they need that encouragement because usually our volumes are a little bit lower depending on the type of device you're producing I remember going to powder coating suppliers uh, with our with our purchasing department. We'd evaluate them. There's like a, three or four of us. We had a quality engineer, manufacturing engineer, product development, maybe supplier. And uh, we'd go in there. And usually what we immediately off the bat was, we'd say, do we have any bad vibe or is it dirty and all that sort of thing? For, we're trying to eliminate so that we can move on to the next one, I guess. I don't know if that was right or wrong. But... <laughs> Now we're in a we're in more in a virtual world, and maybe this is a question for you, Max. Yeah, how do you how do you do that evaluation when uh, when we're so virtual, or have have you had to do much of that, or do you have any thoughts or tips? Yeah, so you first of all, you can always look uh, a little bit like Taylor said, but to um, feedback from other customer, which is a a very good uh, way to mitigate the risk of uh, doing business with a wrong supplier, and also. You, you can look at like past warning letters that they would have received, stuff like that. Like it's a good indicator. And what we do, uh, so our, our process for supplier approval at Greenlight, uh, at uh, Puzzle, sorry. I'm part of, I feel like I'm yeah. part You've of evaluated us, yes. <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> but uh, first of all, we, sh- we, we share with them a supplier information form so, so they can fill st- uh, like the, the initial information. And then based on the, their risk level, um, we have different requirements. So they like not be afraid to ask questions to them because at the end of the day, they, they will be part of the, the people who, who manufacture uh, your device and you're the one uh, responsible for the possible adverse event or stuff like that. So like that, don't, don't, uh, don't be afraid to, to ask questions uh, straight at the, the beginning. That's a really good point because I think a lot of us sometimes disconnect ourselves from the end result. I mean, medical device companies, maybe it's a little bit closer. I remember we, I was working on a, um, it was a drug delivery device and occasionally our CEO would stand up and talk about the device and the impact that it will have on the end user. But I think the further away you get from that, you forget about that. But ultimately everybody who's helping a medical device company, we're helping a physician who's helping a user. Um, Have you guys ever read 
the checklist or yeah. seen this book. You have it? Do you, you read yeah, this? Yeah, I, I did a few months ago. Oh man, I'm only a third of the way through, but do you, I don't know if you remember the case. So I'm holding up the checklist manifesto, how to get things right by Atul Gawande, if I'm pronouncing his name right. And he starts off in the first problem, in the first uh, chapter, talking about a young girl who dr- who almost drowned in the Swiss Alps. She fell into a frozen pond. They rushed her to the hospital and he goes through everything that the team of physicians of 30 plus people did, how they, they worked on her pulmonary. They had to hook her up to a, a, her heart, the, all these different things so that they could bring her back and all the things that had to happen. Right. Every single one of those, I've actually been thinking about what if we made a video where, you know, you almost recreated that and here's a medical device and here are all the people who impacted that medical device suppliers. I mean, I'm kind of going off the rails here, but I feel yeah. it. No, I got yeah. you. It's, it's, one of those things where, you know, being a distributor at my previous job, we were, we were delivering these devices to the hospital. Like talk about the the last stage of the medical device journey. Like we were loading up the van and we would drive to different hospitals throughout, um, I mean, the, the country here. So we would always, always iterate to our techs, our warehouse workers, the shipping team, the receiving team, even it's like, these devices, yeah, they're packaged in cardboard boxes, but I mean, there was just a car crash and someone called in and we need to deliver this device right now. And I mean, all these horror stories about getting calls in the middle of the night saying, hey, you have this product on hold. We need this product. Let's release it. So wow. supplier management, it's it's easy just to take for granted almost like, oh, we're just going to outsource that. We're just going to outsource that. It's going to be fine but we were taking the product, the final mile for this manufacturing company who'd spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. That person in the van better be the right person in the van. You just can't pick anyone, any distribution company um, off the street. So we, we really enforce the idea of you're making a difference here. Someone's life is literally at stake getting this product. Yeah. And it just make, makes me think also that Another good way to like create bond or make the suppliers feel part and not just feel, but know that they are part of uh, of the project is to share the successes also. Mm-hmm. So, or or to share some experience, like j- just for example, for um, we we invited a few um, su- supplier to uh, animal implants so they can just understand better, and you know it's uh, it's motivating to see the. All, all the device works. Uh, you know, when we when we did our first human study and it was a success, we we wrote an email to them also with with some details and just thanking them for for what they they have built. Because at the end of the day, it helped patient, and it's just just not on puzzle. It's also on the suppliers and even for like, you you know, you guys uh, at Greenlight Guru, like without QMS, you you cannot. Uh, build a safe and re- reliable um, device. So like all the suppliers have a, an impact on the final product. Yeah. And internally in our Slack, we have a special uh, Slack channel for, you know, our customer successes and we all celebrate those. So we try mm-hmm. to, we make them feel like our own. So it's really cool. <laughs> One question that kind of popped into my head as you were talking there, Max, is so if you have a relationship with your EQMS vendor, um, and the and the people, it's the people to people relationship. I'm curious what you think about uh, your company and them having relationships with other vendors. See if I can verbalize this. Do you know if your 
uh, any of the other departments have a similar relationship? And if they do, is it helpful to know what those relationships are? Because I can just imagine a time when maybe someone complains something about the EQMS. They know to go to Max because Max can get something done there. But do you know about other things? And is that beneficial? I don't know what your thoughts are, if that even makes sense as a question, but... Yeah, well, I'll, I will try to answer and uh, tell, tell me if I didn't yeah. uh, understand. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we were in the R&D phase for, um, for a long time. And uh, one of our, uh, like, most critical suppliers, our, um, like, pump manufacturer. And I, I know the guys, you, you know, they went, uh, they went to, to visit them. Uh, and for, like, a few years, I, I would say two or three years, it Every week they were speaking with them, you know, like, uh, so we are there with the project, uh, you know, just doing follow-ups and giving feedback on the sample we, we, we receive. And so, so yeah, like, like you said, like if, if you have a good relationship with, with the suppliers, it's easier to give feedback and you have more chance for the supplier to react to, to this feedback. So in, in R and I, I know the, the people here, they, they've built great relationship with a lot of suppliers uh, and they have uh, like weekly calls with uh, with a lot of them. Yeah. So this isn't quite, this is going to be a little bit off topic, but you had mentioned the TQ and after dark party. So I, I don't know if you want to just talk about that for just a minute because it was really great time. I love yeah, seeing you guys. Great. <laughs> uh, just for context, uh, True Quality was the annual conference that Greenlight grew, but first annual, I don't know that we're doing one this year, I think we're we're morphing it into a road show. But uh, what did you think? And what was the good and the bad and the ugly about it? <laughs> Besides, the, I'm just going to assume the ugly was the day after the after dark party. But <laughs> so we could skip that. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but yeah, there, there was a, a lot more uh, good than ugly. Actually, there, there was no uh, ugly about this event. <laughs> but um, yeah, so first first of all, the location was amazing. It was my my first time in. Uh, in California, so I had the chance to uh, try surfing the weekend before. It, it's uh, it's harder than uh, than uh, it, it looks, but it I still was haven't fun. done that. Yeah, it looks really <laughs> hard. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the waves were t- too big, but um, yeah, it, it, you know, first of all, with all the conferences, it, it was a great way to to learn a lot of things in a very short am- amount of time. Uh, also, just networking. So. It, there was a lot of session uh, dedicated only to networking and uh, everybody there is a, a professional of, uh, of the industry. So like to grow the network in a very um, short amount of time, it, it was amazing. And also just to um, reinforce the relationship with uh, the people you already know or you're already already uh, working with. You know, it was the, the first opportunity to to meet the people at Greenlight and also met some other of our uh, suppliers. And also, yes, another great thing is uh, we, we met new suppliers that uh, we didn't know about before. So uh, it, it even helped us to develop uh, faster our product afterward. I totally agree. And not just to, it probably feels like we're completely off, off uh, the topic here, but I'm going to try to tie it back together. You guys help me out here. but. I, not even just true quality, but when you go to a conference, an industry conference, if you have a plan, you actually can build those relationships, which ultimately does 
eventually could tie into your supplier management plan. I'm going to give you two stories. So when I was at a conference recently, it was about two months ago, I was sitting in the audience learning about different sterilization methods, uh, specifically chlorine dioxide dioxide, and uh, versus EO and, and gamma. And later I was walking around and I ran into some people I used to work with several companies ago. And I knew that they were working through their sterilization method. And I said, you guys, you guys met this other person. They're doing chlorine dioxide. You can potentially bring it in house as some, some, uh, you know, more environmentally friendly ways and just made that introduction. So being intentional and being a connector or, you know, making friends with connectors is, is really helpful. And I think, I think that's something that we did really well at True Quality. At least it seemed like, you know, we got all the good, good feedback there. So, Mac yeah. Taylor, you got anything? You, you look like you were going to say something. No, I'm just, I am so inspired and I'm so passionate about the idea of social capital. And I, when I think of suppliers, I, I have to think of social capital. Like there's uh, suppliers that I used to work with. Again, this was in distribution. I'm, I'm a broken record, but it was a good experience because of the supplier part uh, where we just had such a rapport with the manufacturers we were working with that if I saw, you know, Etienne's name pop in my inbox, I knew that was hot because Etienne doesn't email me unless something else is going wrong. So we have that respect and we have that social capital with each other that he could ask something of me because I know that they're going to, you know, pay their invoices on time, something small like that, or bring us new business, speak well of us at a conference. Um, I think internally, you know, in departments too. So quality was my background. Not everyone's best friend, quite honestly. So <clears throat> there was a lot of social capital spent being in quality, um, but just being able to ask for the expedited shipments because you knew that if I was asking for something, it was a big deal. And I think what you said, Etienne, you're just making the connections for people. It's like, hey, did you even know this company existed? Great, you can go use them like that maybe made a device home to market three, six months faster because of that connection. So you never know what effect it's going to take when you introduce someone new. Yeah. And I'm thinking of my question that I asked earlier, foolishly about uh, what are the cons and, you yeah. know, maybe holding someone at arm's length or yeah. maybe I will speak to the companies that maybe want to hold their vendors at arm's length or maybe not be a human because then they do have that more, you know, they can be a little more commanding or authoritative or whatever they want to call it. It's kind of like the uh, uh, almost a manager relationship with an employee. It, you don't want to hold them at arm's length for this express purpose that maybe I'll have to fire them and I don't want to be emotionally invested or something like that. That's that's a ridiculous way in a short-term approach. Ultimately, if you have a very close-knit relationship, even if eventually you have to part ways, that, that could pay dividends in the long run. So it's a small network of people in the med tech industry. At least it seems to be a, a small world. So it's good to know the people that uh, are in your and industry. Like you said, it's paying in the long term. So sometimes put it, like you can think putting effort and time in this right now is not worth it. But like the impact can be so big in the long run that it, it's always worth creating new relationship in the yeah. industry. Well, I'm going to let you get back to work. Your important is your work is very important, Max, and I always appreciate you taking time out if uh, to talk to us. Where can people find you if they want to talk more, or is that okay? Do you want people to reach out and find you? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Social so, capital, Max. You want more social <laughs> capital coming to you? So I guess the the best way to find me is on the, is on LinkedIn. So uh, Maxim Rochin. 
and uh, and yeah just just taking the time to uh, to thank you both for the invitation it was a uh, it was fun uh, as as it always is uh, with you <laughs> yeah absolutely and taylor uh same linkedin what are your thoughts yep yep linkedin's good linkedin's good i think that you know max and i are a good and Madison too, we can never forget Madison. She's the customer success manager for puzzles. So she's probably listening right now. Um, but we have such a good relationship and it's it's very mutual. So I understand that when Max has feedback, I'm taking it seriously. When I have feedback for Max's processes, he's gonna take it seriously. So happy to talk about the human connection. That's something I didn't even think about too, because you build that relationship. Now Max has an advocate on the inside. So you can yep. take Taylor, she's gonna to go to product development and say, no, this matters. And so yeah, that's really cool. As as I have on my you know disclaimer on every call, I know nothing about coding. If I say it's an easy idea, it's probably not. So don't listen to me, but I will make sure the people know about it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just uh, very quickly, but in the last two years, I I gave some feedback and it's already implemented in, in the software. So well, so, thanks for being so uh, reactive. Yeah, <laughs> just Fantastic. kidding. There's there's an army behind us. But yeah, that's. I mean, talk about good supplier relationships. Feedback goes both ways. Absolutely. Awesome. Great talking to you guys. I'll let you guys get back to it. But uh, looking forward to next time. And if we ever have a true quality after dark, we'll definitely be there. I'll we'll be, be there. Back. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Bye, See you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. A few of the points I personally got from this conversation were. Supplier management relationships can make or break your company, but it's mutually beneficial to build those relationships. Because it's mutually beneficial, it's not difficult, but you do have to put some effort into it. Also, it pays to be choosy. When comparing suppliers with each other, sometimes it pays to make the decision based on the people you'll be working with. Better response times, quality service, proactive problem solving, even if the costs associated may not exactly jive in that regard. It doesn't always make sense to just get the cheapest service. One person once told me, why would you pay less when you can pay more? The idea is you want better quality. Always be searching for better quality. Third point, medical device development may be low volume, but keep after it. Eventually your suppliers will see that you mean business. So build those relationships and the people inside the organization and those people can become your champion. If you enjoyed this episode, reach out to Max or Taylor on LinkedIn. Let them know. Link is in the show notes. I'd personally love to hear from you as well on LinkedIn or reach out to me via email, etienne.nichols at greenlight.guru. If you're interested in learning more about our software and how it's been built for MedTech and how we have a connected document management system, CAPA management system, design controls, and risk management system, all which are Part 11 compliant. This is software built by MedTech professionals for MedTech professionals. Check it out at www.greenlight.guru. If that wasn't enough, we also have an academy where you can go to learn to earn certifications in MedTech-specific categories, such as project management, design controls, quality management, or clinical affairs even. A lot of the courses are free, so check them out and share them with your colleagues. You can find the academy at academy.greenlight.guru. Finally, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and it lets us know how we're doing. Thanks again. Take care. The best medical device companies don't just follow the rules. They lead with quality. At Greenlight Guru, we try to do the same. Our medical device success platform is based on the latest FDA and ISO standards, as well as the best practices of medical device manufacturers who lead the industry with products of the highest quality. If you're ready to bring safer, better medical devices to market faster, contact greenlight.guru today.